stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. We've got a no-fly list in Canada. Maybe on the surface we understand why a no-fly list exists. We don't want potentially dangerous people being on board airplanes for the safety of everybody else. But the idea of a no-fly list, though, I mean, it's really arbitrary. So what if you're mistakenly added to the no-fly list? How do you get off of it? Or even worse, what if all of a sudden, out of nowhere, your child ends up on a no-fly list? Well, then what do you do? Well, a group of parents who were dealing with that very situation, they've come together uh, in a group known as the No-Fly List Kids. You can find more, by the way, at noflylistkids.ca, but they were in Ottawa yesterday, assured by the public safety minister, Ralph Goodale, that they're working on this. Be patient for now. Joining us on the line, one of the parents uh, involved in this fight, uh, Suleiman Ahmed joins us. His son is on the No-Fly List. Uh, Suleiman, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me, Dave. Uh, so when, when did this first begin for you and your family? Well, the first time when, when he was six weeks old and we were taking him at Christmas time to visit his grandparents in Halifax. Um, and when, when was that? How long ago was that? That was when he was six weeks old. How old is he now? He's eight. Okay. Um, the, uh, the other time happened, and maybe the Flames fans in Calgary won't like this, but my little guy's a Habs fan. And <laughs> I, I took him to see the Winter Classic in Boston uh two years ago and and, and the irony is, is i used to work as a with air canada as a flight attendant for four years so I, you know i was born here like my son got security clearance and i tweeted a photo when the agent wasn't looking over a screen where it flags adam as being on the designated high profile list and i put it out i didn't <laughs> didn't expect to be on the radio now do two years later but yeah. Uh, we put it out, and what happened was hundreds of families across the country came forward where their children are facing the same problem, where they're on Canada's no-fly list. All right. So, I mean, is it it's actually your child? Is it just that your child has the same name as somebody else who is on the list? So Adam's got the same name as a guy who was convicted of terrorism in the same year he was born in 2009. Uh, and that guy's still in jail, rightly so. Um, okay. But because his name matches his, he's flagged. Now, it's, you would think it would be simple enough to say, uh, yeah, okay, this is clearly not the same person. This is a child. Uh, that person's in jail. Not the same person, but I guess it's not that easy, is it? Well, it's not because you would think that is because the, the Canadian system is only based on names. Like, we already have a retrust number in the United States because they have different fields. Like, if your name was there, you'd have your date of birth, your you know, passport number, like unique identifiers. No one's questioning the need for a security list. Mm -hmm. What we're saying is have unique identifiers so you're not stopping the wrong people. We're not wasting taxpayer dollars on things, you know, that, that, that are wasting time that aren't effective, right? Right. So we, we, so we don't have that then? No, we don't. We've been waiting eight years for it now and two years since we went public. And we're being told now by Public Safety Minister Goodell to wait until the old C-59 comes through. And our view is that this is a technical problem, needs a technical solution, and that needs money. And, and our families, to be clear, are not looking for personal financial gain. We're all out of pocket on this. Mm -hmm. We just want to fix this for all Canadians. Right. So for, in the meantime, I mean, is, is there more the public safety minister could do? I mean, couldn't, I mean, could these cases be addressed on a case-by-case -case basis to have the public safety minister even to say, look, this name does not belong on the list or this this child is clearly not this person on the list 
uh, and, and at least put an end to it for you? That's a great question. You might want to ask him. Uh, all we've been told so far is to get an Aeroplan card or a WestJet loyalty card or to apply to the U.S. system, but we've done all that. It's still happening. And, and the thing isn't the delay. But people have been delayed hours, like one mom, Amber Camish, four-year-old daughter, Alia, nearly missed a flight, is that they're exchanging your and our data with foreign governments and airlines. So it's okay, perhaps it's in Canada. But what happens in a foreign country that doesn't share the same rights? When our little guy was 18 months old, they confiscated our passports for an hour in Mexico and didn't tell us why. Uh, uh, so he's, he's been able to fly. It's just everything else you've had to deal with then. Well, he's been able to fly, but he, my concern is he's little. Like, I don't know if you have kids, but I can yeah. protect them. I can defend them. Right. What happens when he's 18, 19, and he wants to travel Europe or backpack or go to school somewhere? He's going to get stopped because he's no longer a cute little 8-year-old. He's 19, right. 20, he's an adult. That gets serious. Yep. So explain these redress numbers, because as you say, it seems as though, I mean, the U.S., maybe they still have their issues, but they've kind of sorted it out on that side. So what's involved in, in getting a redress number? Well, what it would be is if you got flagged, you would apply, like in the U.S., and we have this for our son. He's not a U.S. citizen. He's a Canadian citizen. You should apply online. You fill out the information say, this isn't that guy. And they provide you a, a redress number. Because when you book travel, you have to put in your date of birth or other kinds of unique identifiers, right? Mm-hmm. And Or with your passport. So then they give you a number. So when you book online, boom, it automatically clears. And he doesn't have a problem because what happens is... I mean, traveling with kids is fun to begin with, right? We, we have to go to the airport every time two to three hours in advance, and then we have to wait to clear. So they physically have to check him or to call and say he's the guy every time. And the problem is, is that's not an efficient way of using the system. And the problem is, is you start giving away, which the government is doing right now, Canadians' data to other countries, they could get imprisoned or tortured, and that's happened. And then the taxpayers are on the hook for millions of dollars. So we're just saying, rather than look at the symptom, fix the root cause, to your point. But in a data birth, uh, data birth field, it shouldn't cost, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, should it? Well, I would hope not. Uh, so the, the, the minister says, so they, they are trying to fix it, he says, uh, that the system was set up the wrong way uh, several years ago, that once the legislation passes, then we've got to put in a, a new computer system to deal with it. I mean, is, is that the reality? Do we need to wait for, for all those steps? Well, they're saying that we have to wait for Bill C-59 legislation, which could take two years. Then we'll have to wait for budget, another two years. And then they have to build it another two years. So that's six years. And we don't believe that that's necessary because, you know, some of your viewers or listeners have Nexus cards. We're all exchanging data. Mm-hmm. It surely to God can't take that long. This isn't a, a legislative issue. This is a technical problem that just needs a technical solution. You know, Excel, insert a column. I'm simplifying it, but it can't cost $78 million. That's insane. Right. We've got all kinds of databases and computer systems that exist. We don't necessarily need a whole brand new one for this then, do we? No, we don't. And the list gets bigger. Jeff Matthews came forward, and he's a 31-year-old veteran. who served our country. His six-year-old David Matthews is on the list. This hurts everybody. It's not just one group. And he was outraged. He's like, I've served for 31 years. I have security clearance. Why is this happening to my son? What do we tell him a few days before Remembrance Day? Yeah. Any idea how many families are dealing with this, or at least how many are involved in, in your group? Well, and that's the thing. We have to thank Canadians from, from, from B.C., Alberta, all the way to the East Coast uh, have been involved and helped. Our group itself, we have hundreds of families who come forward wow. for help. And we believe the figure's in the, in the thousands, actually, because it's also impacts adults. 
there's a retired gentleman named Richard Reed in BC. He's flagged. Okay, you know, and, and, and the other thing is, is some of us can travel, but what about the family uh, that, that doesn't have a lot of money? Let's say there's a death in the family, and not everyone can travel. So one person in the family is going to go, and they've never traveled before, and then they get to the airport and they get told you're flagged. Well, what do they do? What if they missed their flight? Like, this isn't right. No, it's not. Uh, so, um, where do you go from here? I mean, the, the message from Ottawa was, look, we're on it, be patient. Well, we, we have to think, and we have two things I'd ask is if any of your listeners are impacted, we'd invite them, and I appreciate you mentioning it, to visit our website, noflylistkids.ca. Follow us on Twitter because we want to help. Uh, we're all Canadians. We're helping each other. We do have support now of 176 MPs in the writing of the House of Commons, all parties. It uh, doesn't matter which one, uh, 17 cabinet ministers. So we've got a majority of support. Where we are now is we're requesting people to contact our MPs to say, this isn't acceptable. We want you to push for the federal government to provide full funding for a redress system in the 2018 federal budget because we waited two years and the families are not willing to wait any longer. All right. Well, as you mentioned, that website, noflylistkids.ca. Suleiman, good luck with this, and uh, thanks for making some time with us here. Thank you very much for having me on your All show. Right. Take care. That is... Thank Suleiman you. Ahmed, he is uh, one of the families dealing with this uh, rather frustrating situation. So noflylistkids.ca. You can find out more about uh, some of the other families involved in this. Right, and again, it would be easy to, to rectify, as, as he said. They, they've got no problem in the U.S. where you would think they would take this even more seriously than we do. Uh, not an issue. Uh, but yet here, we get this uh, little kid getting on an airplane, and uh, well, he matches the same name as this guy who was convicted of, of terrorism the same year the kid was born. It seems pretty obvious that it's not the same person. So how are we not able to, to address that? How is anybody safer from this, uh, this kind of a mess here? And again, it's, it's a pretty simple uh, name confusion. I think we should realize if we're just going to have a system based on names, there are going to be people who have similar or the exact same names. I mean, it reminds me of the Seinfeld episode. What was the guy's name? Joel Rifkin. Right, had the same name as a serial killer and wasn't his fault. Not the same guy. But this has real-world consequences here, an impact on, on these families' lives. 974-8255 is our number 974-TALK. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.